9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Go Plug Yourself. Uh, I just want to let you guys know, Just for Laughs is happening. It's back in full force. Uh, just like many of the other festivals going on in Montreal right now, Just for Laughs returns. Uh, it starts basically Wednesday, July 13th, which is probably already in the past and runs all the way till Sunday, July 31st. There's a ton of amazing comedians, as, as we try to do every year. Uh, we're actually going to be talking to a bunch of them with mini episodes of Go Plug Yourself. And uh, so go on, head on out to the festival, uh, go to hahaha.com to check out tickets and uh, listen to this amazing interview with a Just for Laughs performer. Go plug yourself, you plug mother plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug mother plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug mother plugger. Go plug yourself, it's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. I'm pretty good. Um, what's new and exciting? I mean, you're coming to town, obviously, but what else? Um, I've been working a lot in the UK and I was really looking forward to being in Canada. So we're actually taking a big trip. We're going to be in Toronto for a little bit. We're going to Muskoka for my first time ever, which oh. is really bad for a Canadian to have never been to Muskoka. But Wait, hang on. Going to- I was going to say it's bad for like an Ontarian. Like I've been a Quebecer yeah. and I've never been to Muskoka because we have our own cottage area. So you can't lump all of Canada in there. <laughs> Oh, well, right. That's true. It's bad for an Ontarian. What's your cottage area? Maybe that one's better. Our cottage area is, we're about, um, like an, we're like 45 minutes north of Mont Tremblant. So, like, we're like, Mont Tremblant area oh. has a bunch of, like, mountains and lakes and, and all that fun stuff. So, we don't even go to Muskoka. Oh, well, I definitely knew that for skiing, I think. See, it's crazy because I was never financially solvent enough when I lived in Canada to do anything cool. Mm-hmm. I went to university and then I left. So, I mean, I've got to go back and be a tourist in my own country. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's it. I I mean, we didn't... My parents... Ba- back in the day, it used to be like four or five hours to get up to the cottage. So, And it's like a little tiny shack. So it's like now everybody's building these big giant mansions and, and, and fancy... Yeah. They, they call, they're like, let's go to the cottage. I'm like, this is a mansion. You're not in a cottage at all. Yeah, I think <laughs> I mean... You're definitely drawing me in. I like the new cottage country. That's exciting <laughs> for me. Well, you couldn't come to mine then. Mine is literally like a 600-square-foot shack. But there's other, other places on the lake that I'm sure you'd love. <laughs> but you own the land. Yeah. So eventually we'll develop it, I hope. But, uh, yeah, we, we, got, we got in early. Um, so first of all, I just wanted to say uh, congrats, obviously, on uh, Backstage with Catherine Ryan. I think that's huge. How much? <laughs> that was- so much fun to do. I hope we get to do more. Uh, that's awesome. How does how does that uh, basically come together? Like I've been asking a lot of the the comedians we've been speaking to, um, just sort of like what, how did stuff, how did anything happen in the last two years? Ultimately, I'm very interested in knowing. Oh, I know. Well, it was less strict probably here than it was in Canada. Okay. The productions were very very fastidious. So there were two PCRs a day, 
leading up to backstage with Catherine and during the production. We had to distance. I wasn't allowed to see anyone or do anything for like 14 days before. Nevertheless, I must have touched a door handle or something because in episode five, I dramatically test positive for COVID. Oh, no. So, yeah, I just think insurance companies probably stepped in and um, they probably made a killing in all of this COVID production <laughs> to go ahead because it was so safe. But then also, I think a lot of productions got shut down. And I know even sitcoms that mm-hmm. started to film and one cast member would get COVID, so they'd shut down and they'd pick back up again when like half the cast, by the time everyone gets COVID, everyone's six months older. I mean, it's amazing that any production went ahead, but I mean, people were at home and needed to be entertained, so they did what they could do. That Fair, fair enough. Um, on, on the topic of COVID and everything else, uh, a question I've been asking a lot of people is... How do you approach sort of like coming into comedy and writing jokes when like the only experience that everybody's having is is COVID ultimately, right? Like where you're just sort of like, oh, usually I have all these different elements of my life to draw from, but now yeah. we're we're isolated and uh, we're all locked in our houses. So how, how do you how did you approach that like from a comedy writing perspective in the last couple of years? Well, it's really good for my new show because it's about this complete 180 that my life has taken where I absolutely believed that I was going to be free and single forever (laughs) living just with my daughter traveling all around the world and then I met up with my high school boyfriend in Canada by chance and I Mm -hmm. married him nine months later that's exactly when the pandemic hit so I just viewed lockdown like everything I feared marriage would be I couldn't (laughs) travel I had to cover my face I couldn't see my friends so I just try to draw similarities between you know all the fears I had about being locked down in a marriage. And I don't really mention COVID in my show at all because yeah. I feel like I, I heard a lot of families, it was quite traumatic for a lot of people, mm-hmm. if anything, boring and sad. And I just don't like COVID-adjacent entertainment. I appreciate shows where they just don't even mention it. That's how I want to live the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. This was a blip. I never want to mention it again. I never want to hear about it again. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of the way I come to it from a, as a comedy fan. The way I always likened it is, if, especially when we're looking at like Just for Laughs, I remember the Just for Laughs, uh, I guess it would have been, I'm trying to do my math here, 2016, like right after Trump got elected. And you're like, do you want to see everybody talking about Donald Trump? Like if you're a political comedian have at it but it was just sort of like you 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 had the absurdist comedians relationship type comedians comedians all over the place everybody had a trump take and you're like at a certain point you're like guys just don't, it doesn't need to be about the bad thing that we've been all worried about you can do your own thing and branch out so it's, i'm glad to hear that you said i don't really have covid jokes cuz i'm excited to hear oh. obviously other jokes <laughs> That's it. If you, unless you happen to have a completely uncharted, fresh new take, yeah. which no one has, and I don't want to hear. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you mentioned your uh, your romance with uh, your 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 husband. Uh, I guess now at this point. So I'm trying to put the timeline together. You you move from Canada. You leave Sarnia. You head to uh, London, I believe, or Nottingham. Mm-hmm. All right getting my facts checked uh and that was in 2008 and you're like you you had a relationship you had a child you had so on and so forth you embrace living single and then your high school flame magically comes back into your life and you're like this is the one so like basically you're living like a weird cinderella story uh, i guess 
like the reverse Meghan Markle, I like to say. Um, it turned out her prince yeah. was at home all along, right? I know. I mean, I moved to London. I, I went to Nottingham to open a Hooters there. You're right. welcome, Nottingham. But I always <laughs> lived in London. And then I had partners. You know, I was dating, but no one was serious. I never moved anyone in. And then it was an ancestry show, a British ancestry show called Who Do You Think You Are on the BBC that brought me home. And I found that most of my family is from Eastern Canada. And again, I had never been a tourist in my own country. I hadn't been to Newfoundland or Halifax very much or anywhere around Nova Scotia. And I loved that experience. But I feel like very connected to ancestral guardians in the universe. And I really believe that it was just, it's so cliche, but it was when you least expected. It. it was the right place at the right time. My high school boyfriend, my first love from Ontario, just walked into this pub in Toronto um, before we, we went off to film. And we had one night to get to know each other again. And uh, we were married nine months later almost to the day. Like, it was just so easy. He was just the one, the one. Uh, so clearly and even though I'd never even contemplated marriage with anyone else it was like just the obvious next step and now we have a son and we're expecting another baby and it's just been like a whirlwind we haven't even been married for three years that's crazy I, I, I mean I'm saying like, yeah. it's wonderful I'm very I'm happy for you <laughs> but it's just you, you, you hear that sort of thing so so rarely it literally seemed like it was uh, you know maybe maybe there's like a, a Netflix movie or something about like a fictionalized retelling of all of this romance it's it might be might be worthwhile I think anyway I know it's a little <laughs> bit Sweet Home Alabama um, if you've seen that movie with like I, I like I think our story is like Reese Witherspoon's and Matthew McConaughey's Sweet Home Alabama but with comedy twist exactly I don't know. I w- I'd watch that movie personally. Uh, <laughs> um, something I wanted to ask. I was watching. Uh, it, 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 it was a question that just sort of occurred to me. I was watching your um, your Christmas show at the Apollo, and something that just occurred to me to ask you: um, How do you pick names for people in a joke? Like we obviously like the internet loves. You know, it's a Karen, uh, and I, you you have like Kevin and Ryan and Jane. Uh, are there names that are just like funnier to you or or are they, they real names? I've, I've always wondered like, are you just like, what's the funniest name for this joke? Like if it's a guy who drinks too much beer, is it Kevin automatically? Yeah. <laughs> See, I think they just come to me. I definitely don't use real names. I used a real name once and it was the name of a child. Oh no. And this is at a time, I know, this is at a time when my career was really changing and it was a surprise to me that anyone was listening to me at all because... <laughs> When you're doing open mics, you're just saying whatever you want. There's no, um, there's no agenda really. There's certainly no consequences because no one's listening to you. You're in the basement of a pub <laughs> in London. Everyone's disappointed that you're a woman. No one's listening to you. And then very quickly in this country, I started getting on radio and television. Mm-hmm. And I had this bit about a daughter, uh, a child in my daughter's class who was bullying her. And I used this child's real name. And the mom, oh, no. mom like listened to a podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I mean, this <laughs> was a decade ago. And I thought, sure, I can say whatever I want on this podcast. And she heard it and confronted me at a school gate. And I was absolutely in the wrong. You never want to hurt anyone with mm-hmm, comedy. I think this is, yeah, I think when people choose to take offense or, you know, they willfully misunderstand something, I think there's this assumption that comedians on stage, they're always saying exactly 
what they think. But sometimes it's a case of, as you know, pull back and reveal or satire. They don't mean to hurt anyone, certainly not. Mm-hmm. And so to spare people's feelings, absolutely, I never use anyone's real name anymore. I just think Jane is, you know, plain Jane. It's right. such a usual <laughs> name, Jane. And then Brian. But then also names here are different to okay. names in Canada. Yeah, so like Colin is the most unattractive man name in the UK. Really? You would never name a baby Colin. Yeah. I feel so bad for like the, the famous Collins, like Colin Firth and stuff. Like I'm like, he's a, he's a guy f- from the UK with the name Colin. I didn't know that was an ugly name. It is. I think maybe he got famous ironically because of how bad his name is. So do you do you all? Do, I guess that 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 breeds to the next question. Uh, the, will you alter those names? Will will it be a Colin here? I don't know. What's an ugly Canadian ga- name? I don't know. <laughs> Doug. I think Doug yeah. is an ugly Canadian name. I mean, I I know an ugly Canadian Doug for sure. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't I don't change things actually. In this show, I've done it in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and there are several British references. But what I've learned is that when American or Canadian comedians come over here and they start using words like lift instead of elevator, mm-hmm. we can hear that they're putting it on and it's almost patronizing. So when I was in Los Angeles, I said, I'm going to do my show with all the British references that I normally use. And I'm going to assume that people who've chosen to come see me have access to British television. They're Anglophiles already. They know what I'm saying. Right. And luckily, there, there wasn't much confusion at all. So no, I don't think I will change anything. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I just keep the British references in now because we're such a global society of comedy fans. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that's fair. Um, we're wrapping up. I know you only have like 15 minutes. I just wanted to, I guess, reference the shows that you've got going on. You have obviously your your featured show, Catherine Ryan Misses. Uh, mm. July 29th and July 30th. That's uh, obviously going to be all you all the time, but you're also on the 40th anniversary gala, which is also, I think, going to be yeah. a huge, huge, huge deal. Uh, what, what, what can people expect? And I guess obviously it's going to be a shorter set at the gala versus a longer set with Catherine Ryan, but what can we expect out of those two shows? I mean, my brand new show, I think I connect with married people, people in couples, more romantic people. Uh, <laughs> this show's been reviewed in the UK anywhere, anyway as being softer to my other shows, which were very unashamedly feminist and edgy. You were and taking shots at married couples in a lot of the comedy. <laughs> you're like, take that, yeah. married couples. Now you're like, it's wonderful. <laughs> I know, I'm Jane. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, it's still the same me, but I have been, and maybe that is like, just an audience's bias because they view me differently now because I've had a baby and I'm married. Mm. I don't think I'm softer, but people do find that this is a very relationship accessible mm-hmm. fun show. But it's, I never hold back. Like I've never been afraid of comedy or of saying the wrong thing. I always articulate myself to the best of my ability at the time. But I mean, you know, sometimes people find me a little bit um, too much. I don't know, like <laughs> not offensive, but you know. I'm not always very clean. And um, for the gala, I think we keep the galas more clean. Um, Just fun and jokes. And I think my friend Jimmy Carr is on the gala. And I'm just really excited. See, that's the thing about comedy that I think we really missed out on in the pandemic is that we could still do 
shows and we could still sometimes get online and do like video conference gigs but that never had the same appeal to me Mm -hmm. as being on a bill with my favorite comedians and getting to hang out with them backstage and getting to see them like I'm so excited to see Rick Mercer and Fortune Feinster who's a really good friend of mine I get to see her sometimes in America but this is why JSL is so special. Festivals are just like comedians in their natural element being pals with each other. Like that's why we got into this in the first place. Yeah. And the double-edged sort of success is like <laughs> hopefully people start to come see you on purpose. Right. But when that happens, you don't get to see your friends anymore unless you're at JSL. Yeah, I was, I've always said like Just for Laugh is basically like comedian summer camp. Where yeah. <laughs> it's just like all those people that like, oh, you're like, oh, I have my, my JFL friends that I'm only going to see these like two weeks, even though we're still friends outside of JFL, but we only really hang out at camp, you know, like. <laughs> and you're right. And it's that way for industry and everyone else. And you know that some debauchery must have gone on throughout the years before I was involved because <laughs> no other festival gives you a chaperone to walk you to your shows. I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm like. Who was disappearing? Who, like, who, who, who ruined this for everybody? Who, who prevented someone from just wandering off and, and into the night? Now we have a chaperone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'll let you go, Catherine. I'm sure you're probably on a super tight, uh, tight schedule. Uh, thanks for calling in and talking to me. I can't wait to see the shows. Can't wait to see you at the festival. And uh, have a great afternoon. Thank you. I hope you like it. Thanks. The show. <laughs> and the afternoon. And the afternoon, yeah. <laughs> All right, take care. All right, you too. Thanks again. Bye. Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um... Thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, We really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes and uh, it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash 9to5cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way. It really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part. We're really not trying to make a profit on this. Um, and also, if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show, you can uh, contact us either on Facebook or on Twitter. There's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and uh, and let us know. And if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out, maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and uh, plugs something. A uh, big thank you, as always, to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude, who provided our theme songs. And, of course, a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show. Uh, Walter J. Ling, who is technically retired, but still sometimes hosts. Uh, Christopher Vendito, Lawrence Korber, and uh, Ines Anaya uh, all, are all amazing co-hosts, and you should support them and their comedy and uh, and all of that. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing Go Plug Yourself uh, as one of your from the millions of podcasts. And have a beautiful day. Thank you. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.